Good morning and welcome to worship. I invite you to stand if you'd like to as we begin our worship time and uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you that you have created this opportunity for us to to gather together in your name, God, to to lift you high. And God, I pray that you would enjoy our worship. I pray that as we worship you, God, we would draw close to you and get a glimpse of who you are today. Be in this place. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You came and broke them down You broke them down There were chains around us By your grace we are no longer bound No longer bound You called me out of the grave You called me into the light You called my name and then my heart came alive The love is greater your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Feel the darkness shaking. All the dead are coming back to life, back to life. Hear the song awaken, all creation singing, you're alive, cause you're alive. You call me out of the grave, you call me into the light, you call my name and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. And what a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive. What a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive. What a love we found, death can't hold us down. We shout it out, we're alive, cause you're alive. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. 
Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. reading this week is Ecclesiastes 7, 6 through 12. For like the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of a fool. So this is vanity. Surely oppression destroys a wise man's reason, and a bribe debases the heart. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Do not say, Why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and profitable to those who see the sun. For wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellent of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. This is the word of the Lord. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin Lost without hope with no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested and my life began Ash was redeemed, only beauty remained my open heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested, my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me. Now life begins with you It's your endless love Pouring down on us You have made us new Now life begins with you Release from my chains I'm a prisoner no was a ransom he faithfully bore. He canceled my debt and he called me his friend. When death was arrested, my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new, now life begins with you. 
Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross In darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand That's when death was arrested by life began is over me. You have made me do now life begins with you. It's your best love pouring down on us. You have made us new now life begins with you. Forever we're free. Come join the song of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free, free forever. Amen. When death was arrested, my life began. Oh, we're free, free forever. We're free. Come join the song of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free, free forever. Amen. When death was arrested and my life began, when death was arrested and my life began, when death was arrested and my life began. for today is all that I need. Surprised by a mercy that's new every morning, waking my soul to sing. Oh, waking my soul to sing. And I will trust where you lead. I will trust when I can't see. Morning by morning, great is your faithfulness to me. Breath by breath, overtaken by wonder. One step at a time, when I'm overwhelmed. Strength for today, bright hope for tomorrow. Awaken my soul to sing, awaken my soul to sing, and I will trust where you lead, I will trust when I can't see, morning by morning, great is your faithfulness to me, and I will trust with all my heart you are good you always are morning by morning great is your faithfulness to me 
all fear be reminded my future is secure my father has spoken and he keeps his every word all fear be reminded my future is secure my father has spoken and he keeps his every word i will trust where you lead and i will trust when i can't see morning by morning great is your faithfulness to me and i will trust with all my heart you are good you always are morning by morning great is your faithfulness to me morning by morning great is your faithfulness to me You could be seated if you'd like to. We're going to do a new song this morning. We've, we've sung the chorus of this song before, but this song is so good. Um, it just says, He's worthy of it all. Glory. 
folks today. That was a little sad. <laughs> hey, good morning. How is everyone today? <laughs> okay, well, let's affirm God's goodness together. God is good? All the time. All the time? Yeah, I got up one of those days. It's just been a groggy day for me, but wide awake now. So just glad to be with you all this morning, and, and it's always an honor to bring God's Word to you today. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses uh, 17 to 21. If you'd like to follow along with me, then uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verses uh, 17 to 21. And we're kind of using that just as a basis, a launching pad for the message. And the, the message will be a little different format. I'm usually kind of an uh, expository preacher, verse by verse. Uh, uh, the, the message today, uh, since we're in a holiday weekend, I chose a different format. It's very much a, a kind of a, a, a story of how God works in our lives. And so I 
I, I hope that the Lord will speak to you through that today. So would you stand with me to read from his word? We'll like to honor our Lord Jesus this way. So we're going to be uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, beginning of verse 17 to the end of the chapter. I, I, I generally use the New International Version in preaching. So the word of the Lord tells us, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling uh, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them and he was committed he has committed to us the message of reconciliation we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, this is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. So, so verse 17 again, if anyone's in Christ, in other words, if anyone has a relationship with Christ, if anyone's confessed their sins and placed their faith in Jesus as Lord, um, you're a new creation. Uh, the old has gone, the new has come. God's given you a new life. And so this morning, I, I want to talk about one person. His name is Billy Moore and his, his new life, being a new creation in Jesus Christ. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for a, a New York Times article as well as a, an, an interview by, by Lee Strobel about Billy Moore. And I want to share his story with you today as a way of, of us looking at how can we have new life in Christ. So Billy Moore grew up in a tough town in Ohio to an impoverished family. He got involved in crime when he was young. He'd smoke marijuana. He'd get drunk with his friends, and they would break into bars, and they would steal cash registers. And he got involved in all sorts of theft. Um, when he was of age, he joined the army. He got married. His wife ended up leaving him and took their only child with her. He was broke, and he was desperate. Uh, it was in rural Georgia. Uh, he was 22 years old, and he was in the army, and one night... Billy and his army buddy George were, were drinking. They were drunk, and they were talking about how broke they were. And George said to Billy, I know a guy who doesn't live too far from here. He doesn't trust banks. He keeps $30,000 in his bedroom. And, and this man was George's uncle. And, and, George, and Billy said, is, is this guy some big tough guy? And George said, no, he's an old guy. He wouldn't hurt a fly. No one would get hurt. And so they decided to, to rob uh, this, this elderly uncle of George that night, who was, who was really an older grandpa. And George chickened out. And so the plot hatched in Billy's mind, and he went back to his army barracks. He got a gun. He loaded it. He drove to the elderly man's house. He broke in and started ransacking the house. And at the time of the break-in, the, the elderly man is 77 years old, um, he's in his bedroom sleeping as Billy breaks in the front door. Uh, he hears the noise. He's afraid. And he had a shotgun in his, room, in his room. It was used for hunting. And as Billy broke through the bedroom door with a gun in his hand, the, the elderly man pointed the shotgun at Billy and pulled the trigger. The blast went off and the buckshot went right over Billy's shoulder, missed him completely. And Billy pointed a gun at this elderly grandpa that night and pulled the trigger twice. The elderly man fell dead on his bedroom floor. 
Uh, Billy rifled through his profit pockets. He ransacked the bedroom and he walked away with $5,600 that night. And he fled to his trailer in rural Georgia with $5,600. It didn't take the, the police long to track down Billy. He wasn't a really good thief. They arrested him. They, they took him to jail. And you can imagine that first night in a jail cell if you were Billy. You know, he realizes his life is over. He's charged with a capital murder case, a, a, a young African-American man killed and an elderly African-American man in a murder robbery. Uh, there was an electric chair waiting for him in Georgia. Billy Moore's mother was a Christian, and she knew a Christian couple who lived near the prison where, where Billy was housed. And she called this this Christian couple, and she says, I've got a son. He's headed for death row. Would you please go and visit him? Would you share the gospel with him? And they went to visit Billy, and they said to Billy, Jesus is willing to give you a fresh start and a new chance in life. And Billy looked back at them dumbfounded and said, you've got to be kidding me. You don't realize my situation. I murdered a grandfather. I'm charged with a death penalty case. My life is over. There's no second chance. There's no new beginnings for me. But the Christian man and his wife, they looked straight back at Billy and said, no, you don't understand. Jesus, Jesus loves you. Jesus has a way for you to find a new chance. And Jesus wants to help you find a way to make your life count. And Billy not only heard uh, these words of the gospel from this man and his wife that day, but he, he saw Jesus in them. And he said, nobody ever told me Jesus loved me. Nobody ever told me Jesus died for me. It was a love I could feel. It was a love I wanted. It was a love I needed. And Billy, as hopeless and helpless as a person can be, got down on his knees that day in his prison cell and began to pray to God. And he said, God, I'm sorry for all I've done. I want to live for you. If you could adopt me as your son and take me to heaven, that would be the best. I don't have much time left, God, but if you could do something to make my life count, it would be icing on the cake. Jesus heard that prayer. Uh, There was a bathtub in the prison, sometimes used for baptisms, and the the couple got a permission from the guards to fill it up with water. And Billy knelt in the bathtub, and they dipped him backwards and into the water, and they baptized him in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And God began to change Billy's life quite rapidly, changed Billy from the inside out. Billy went to court. He pleaded guilty, and he said, how can I tell you I didn't do what I did. They found him guilty. They sentenced him to death. The criminal justice system in America can be quite slow. It took 16 years living behind bars, waiting to die. But during those 16 years, Billy opened his life up to Jesus, and Jesus changed his life radically from the inside out. Billy became a model prisoner, and he was so much a model prisoner that the guards nicknamed him the peacemaker. Death Row was an ugly, hateful, violent place until Billy got there. Billy held Bible studies every day with the other inmates, and one by one, each inmate placed their faith in Jesus Christ. That place that had become ugly, violent, and hateful now became a place of hope where people cared for each other. Billy took 32 Bible correspondence courses, and he became an expert in helping troubled people. And he became such an expert that churches in the area sent their troubled young men to, be, to Billy on death row to be counseled by him. 
After nearly 17 years on death row, the court system finally caught up with Billy. Billy had made three appeals to have his life spared. Uh, the hours were ticking down when they would put him to death. All, all the, the appeals were lost, and he was put into a, a death watch cell. And Billy's lawyers were asked, you know, what was it like to care for this man who was, who was facing death in a few hours? What, what were those conversations like? And one of the lawyers said, it was the strangest experience I've ever had in my life. He said, we'd call him to console him. He'd end up consoling us. And he'd say things like, are you guys okay? I know this is a tough time for you. How can I pray for you? And the lawyer said, we, we were reaching out to him and he was reaching out to us, caring for us. Billy wasn't afraid to meet Jesus face to face. Billy knew that if God loves him so much, that if God adopted him as his son, that if God forgave all his sins, that he could trust him when he closed his eyes in the electric chair. Um, he said to himself, he, he knew that Jesus was going to take care of him forever. So seven and a half hours on August 21st, before Billy Moore was to be electrocuted, Something amazing took place. It's literally unprecedented in American history. The, the Georgia Pardon and Parole Board held an emergency hearing about a model prisoner that they had heard about. And guess who came to the hearing? The relatives of the elderly grandfather that Billy murdered. They came on a bus filled with family and friends. They were a bunch of Christian people. And after Billy became a, a Christian, he asked this family to forgive him. They forgave him. And the, the family pleaded with the Georgia Pardon and Parole Board to forgive him. Mother Teresa even called up multiple members of the Pardon and Parole Board to make a, a last-minute request to spare Billy's life. And the five members of the Pardon and Parole Board looked at this repentant man, and they did something so amazing that it made the front page of the New York Times. I, I, I read that again this morning. And they looked at Billy and said, we're going to show you mercy. And they threw out the death penalty case against Billy Moore and they did something that's, that's not done before. They, they set in motion the gears to, to release him from prison. It was the first time a confessed killer on death row was to be set free. And when the board announced the decisions, uh, uh, the, the people in the room stood up to pray and they sang Amazing Grace. And isn't that just like Jesus? It's Jesus' grace. And grace is God's undeserved love for you and me. Grace is God's undeserved forgiveness of you and me. Grace is, is God giving us second chances when we don't give, deserve second chances. Grace is God picking us up when we've done things so stupid or so bad that we've knocked ourselves down. And, and grace is Jesus picking us up and saying, I want to give you a fresh chance. That, that's what Jesus does. He's in, you know, his relationship with us is to, to love us and forgive us and give us a new life, to set us free from the things that burden us. After Billy got out of prison, you know, you know he was in church every Sunday, just like today. Uh, he began worshiping the God of the second chance outside of prison, and he became a Pentecostal pastor in Rome, Georgia. He spoke regularly at colleges and universities uh, all over America, including Harvard and Yale. You can, you can see some of these uh, you know, videos on YouTube. And Billy was asked, you know, what was at the root of your miraculous change in life? And Billy said, I want to tell you plain and simple, it was Jesus Christ. He changed me in ways I couldn't change myself. He gave me a reason to live. He helped me do the right thing. And he gave me a heart for other people. He saved my soul. 
And that's the business Jesus is in. And aren't those the kind of things, the exact kind of things that all of us need? You know, all of us want to be changed in ways we can't change ourselves on our own. All of us want a real reason for living. All of us need to be helped to do the right thing. And all of us want to have a heart for other people. All of us want God to to save our souls, uh, to change our lives, to take us home to heaven. Uh, That's what Jesus does for us. And the amazing thing is that, that Jesus offers us forgiveness. He offers us a relationship with God. He offers us a, a new and transformed life. He, he offers us eternal life in heaven. And, and these things are all awesome and amazing. But beyond that, Jesus offers it to, to you and me as a free gift. You know, we can't be, be good enough, uh, spiritual enough, moral enough, religious enough to, to get a relationship with God, to get forgiveness of sins, to, to get eternal life. We can't get any of these things on our own. We, we just can't earn them or deserve them. It's, it's impossible. And so Jesus offers them to us as a free gift. And it costs Jesus everything. It cost him his, his life on the cross. He shed his blood for you and me. And ultimately, it, it costs us nothing because we can't earn, or earn it or work for it. We just receive the gift. Uh, Jesus offers us the gift, and we just have to, to ask him for it and receive it into our life. And that's the amazing thing. And so each of us today, if, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, if, if your sins haven't for, been forgiven by Jesus, if, if Jesus isn't making you that new person from the inside out, if, if you don't have the assurance of eternal life in heaven, you know, Jesus gives you that offer today that you can come to him, confess your sins, place your faith in him, ask him to be the Lord of your life and ask him for eternal life. You know, Billy Moore found this amazing life changed through a relationship with Jesus Christ, and, and you can too. And, and I know some of you may be saying, you know, my, my life is not as bad as Billy's, and I'm sure it's not. Uh, but all of us need Jesus in our lives. All of us need forgiveness of sins. All of us need a personal relationship with God through Jesus. Uh, all of us need God's work in our life to give us direction and meaning and joy and peace and hope. Uh, all of us need eternal life at the end of our lives. And we need the freedom that only Jesus can give us. And so I want to I take a moment and, and share four steps from the Bible on how you can have your life changed like Billy did. How you can ask Jesus to be your Lord and forgive your sins. And so step number one is, is believe. Believe that Jesus is God's son. Believe that he died on the cross for your sins. Believe that he was resurrected from the dead and he's alive in heaven today. In the Bible, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 tells us that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, then we'll be saved. Our sins will be forgiven. Jesus will come into our hearts and be the Lord of our life. Step number two, admit that God has not been first place in your life and ask him to forgive your sins. You know, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 promises us in the Bible that if we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Uh, step number three is accept. Accept God's free gift of salvation, knowing that it's impossible to earn it. Yeah, in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 tells us that for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's the free gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. And then finally, step number four, you know, ask Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life. And in the Bible, John 1, 12, it says, Yet to all who receive Jesus, 
to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So God sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sins and mine. God sent Jesus so that um, he could come into our hearts, he could come into our lives, he could make us new people from the inside out, and so we could live with him as the Lord of our lives. And God, God has done his part. He's sent Jesus to us. God, God's done his part. He's, you know, he's brought us here where we can hear his word this morning. And God always takes the initiative. God always takes the first move, makes that first move. And when we, when we sense in our hearts that, that we need God in our life, we need Jesus in our lives, you know, we, don't, we don't come to that realization on our own. That, that's God drawing us to him. When we, when we sense in our hearts that we need God's forgiveness of our sins, you know, we don't do that on our own. That, that's God's spirit convicting us of our sins and, and convincing us that we need Jesus. We, we need his forgiveness. We need him to be the Lord of our lives. And so this morning, I want to ask you do, you, do you want Jesus to change your life? Do you want Jesus to be your Lord? Do you want Jesus to forgive your sins? Do you want him to come into your heart and make you a new person? Do you want him to come into your life and, and really change you radically in, in ways that only God can change you? Do you want him to give you, a, you know, hope and meaning and purpose and peace and joy in your life? Yeah. It, it all starts out with a, with a heartfelt, you know, you know, gut level prayer to Jesus. And can I, can I give you an example of the kind of prayer that Jesus wants you to pray if you want him to come into your life today? You pray simply, uh, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're God's son. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you were resurrected from the dead. And I admit I'm a sinner and I ask you to come into my heart and forgive my sins. I confess all my sins to you. I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord. I ask you to make me a, a new person from the inside out. You know, give me the gift of eternal life in heaven. You know, help me to, to follow you. Help me to live with you as the Lord of my life. And when we, when we pray a prayer like that, getting real with Jesus in the depths of our hearts, Jesus forgives our sins. He comes into our hearts and begins this, this wonderful process of making us a new person from the inside out, just like he did with Billy. Would you pray with me? <clears throat> Father God, as we get ready to, to celebrate uh, communion, to celebrate the Lord's Supper this morning, I pray, God, that you just prepare our hearts, God. Uh, Lord, we know that you sent Jesus to, to die for us, to forgive us, to, to, to change our lives. And Lord, as we, we take of the Lord's Supper this morning, as we take of the bread, help us to remember Jesus's body given on the cross for us as we take of the cup. Help us to, to remember Jesus's blood given on the cross for us. And Lord, uh, we examine our hearts and, and just lay them bare before you today. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Where I lay it down, every burden, every crown. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. And 
and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to I will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to here is where I lay it down every burden every pain this is my surrender this is my surrender here is where I lay it down every lie and every doubt this is my surrender and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to I will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to oh. tradition break down the walls of all my religion your way is better your way is better shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your way is better your way is better shake up the ground of all my tradition of all my religion, your way is better, your way is better, shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion, your way is better, your way is better, and I will make room for you. To do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to, I will make room for you. To do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. Here is where I lay down. You are all I'm. This is my surrender. 